0: Welcome to the CX Impact Podcast. Speed up your customer experience success. The CX Impact Podcast is brought to you by Gemseek, your trusted analytics advisor, helping you predict what your customers will do
1: next. Hello, everybody. I'm Om Chubusko, host of the Six Impact Podcast and Six Champion in I hope you like the previous episodes of the podcast. If you haven't heard them yet, you can find them on Spotify, YouTube, and SoundCloud. Today we have a super interesting topic around vulnerable customer experience. We'll discuss things such as, uh, who are the vulnerable customers to begin with, uh, why they're important, uh, how they can contribute to your business results, how can you win them and beyond. I'm pleased to have today as my guest, Matthew Todd. Matthew has over 30 years of experience in various roles as analytics and data science entrepreneur. His area of data analytics expertise is centered on all forms of customer data, Including, be prepared. Here, this is going to be a long list. (laughs) CRM, customer experience, voice of the customer, digital and marketing data. Matthew has industry experience covering financial services, retail, e-commerce, telecoms, media, healthcare, and automotive. Currently, he works as non-executive director, a board advisor, coach, and a consultant. Matthew, thanks for being on the CX Impact podcast. You're very welcome. I'm looking forward to it. Let's jump straight into it. Edwin. if you can share a bit more about yourself and what's your path to analytics, but more specifically, of course, CX analytics and why you have selected the field.
0: You kindly introduced me by talking about lots of things that I have done. And really, it's because 25 years ago, the birth of the internet, I got into analytics. And we were looking at what in those days were called hits on the website and page views uh, and interesting information like that. When it dawned upon us, that actually what we were looking at was people and we were looking at their journeys through a digital property through a website and actually that was really at the birth of customer experience you could see what people were doing and you could see for example that if a product on a website was out of stock the customer left they had a bad experience and so really I got into CX through the lens of digital analytics and realizing that they were people then since then grown to use more digital channels, more data sources to understand how people behave, um, what their experience actually is, always through the lens of a commercial optimization. So so that's how I got into it.
1: Thanks for sharing. Really interesting angle as uh, most people they might come for something more of HR or customer support or whatever and I think that the technical guys are still fewer than what you see from all the other functions. Were the Vernon customers. So actually why they are vulnerable.
0: Vulnerable customers, actually, in a survey done by the Financial Conduct Authority in the UK, they decided that 50% of the UK population is vulnerable at some point during the year. And by vulnerable, what they mean is somebody who, due to their personal circumstances, is susceptible to harm. And they're particularly susceptible to harm when an organisation is not acting with appropriate levels of care. So basically, any of us can be exploited or suffer harm at some point in the year and so if we all become vulnerable at some point um, and what causes us to be vulnerable is sort of what's going on in our life you know is it recent bereavement is it a recent birth is it ill health um, is it equality because of your race or your gender there are, there are many factors that, that make you potentially vulnerable that's really who uh, can be vulnerable all of us why we're vulnerable well it, it definitely comes down to this set of factors that are about your personal capability about equality about health about what's going on in your life and about your resilience. Resilience is all about having family support and financial support. And then interestingly, one of the things that we discovered recently is that you can also be vulnerable because of your past experience of an organisation. So if you have a terrible experience and decide never to contact an organisation again, effectively, you've cut off communication and that makes you potentially vulnerable to not getting the right deal things like that so kind of that's the that's the sort of the background to vulnerable customers and, and who they are and a little bit about why they might be vulnerable
1: i'm really impressed by the fact that 50 percent of the uk population can be called vulnerable i know that your work is predominantly focused in the uk but still it'll be interesting to share do you have any idea how this goes around the globe i'm not sure if anyone has done anything similar like a research but it would be interesting to share
0: Actually, talking to people, we think it's the same everywhere in the world. I was having conversations with Australians recently, and they were in the same place, and also with a French company, and they were saying it was similar. Because if you think about it, what makes you vulnerable? Your capability, so your ability to answer a, a completer a form, your levels of literacy, or your ability to hear or to see, that's pretty constant globally. The equality piece, that's again, pretty constant. The health, you know, your health drives your ability to engage with an organisation. Life events, maybe we get divorced more often, I I don't know, but births and deaths, things like that. So when you look at some of those drivers, the things that mean that perhaps today you aren't in the best place to make a decision about buying a product or a service, um, it's probably pretty equal around the world. At least that would be my my hypothesis.
1: This might be almost equal around the globe, regardless of uh, country development, etc. My next question is around the steps. uh, How can identify vulnerable customers and address this vulnerability?
0: That's a really good question, actually. And it's one that was posed to me originally by a bank who basically talking to a guy from a bank, he said, Matthew, if somebody walks into a bank branch and they are unstable, they're shaky, they're slurring their words, the person at the till will deal with them. They will recognize that this person is not right and their mark one human being will deal with them. What do we do, Matthew? He said, now that we've got six million customers who bank with us digitally and we can't see them. And I thought that was a, a really good question. How do you identify vulnerability within the, within the digital world? And so we started really um, trying to find out how to do it. And the first area I looked at was behavioral data. So behavioral data, how do you click, swipe, move through a digital property? The second thing we actually looked at was the transactional data. What transactions uh, are you doing? Is there a pattern in that? And the third area to look at was what people were actually telling you. What did they say? So we identified really there were there were three different data sources within an organisation, within most organisations that actually contain the clues to understanding a customer if a customer is vulnerable.
1: That's very interesting and especially I love the fact how you can do it even at most. Nowadays, it, we do digital transactions with most of the companies. So it's great that there is a way to do this. If we focus a bit more on the day-to-day things, how we can really make this operational. You mentioned three sources of data, but how you can make this work and scale it to your entire customer base. You mentioned like something like six million bank customers.
0: Great question. Something i have been working on for a couple of years. And i think looking at the the different data types we we sort of do it in a different way the behavioral data most organizations are already collecting because they have a version of google analytics adobe analytics snowplow some form of data collection mechanism and i did an interesting project recently where we took the people that were known to be vulnerable and then we looked at their behavior uh, in the online world. And we could basically build a, a build a model. And the key features that went into the model were things like the number of times people lost their login or failed at login. The number of, what else did we find? We found login, uh, we found frequency of engagement that vulnerable people tended to engage with their bank more frequently. Then also rather sadly, we found that vulnerable customers tended not to look at products that had a future benefit So you wouldn't find them looking at products like pensions that gave you a benefit in the future. And we were able to bring all of those behavioral features together to to create a model that can actually predict, that could very well predict whether somebody was vulnerable or not, whether they would told us they were vulnerable. And we could then use that and run that algorithm on the existing behavioral data to spot people who hadn't told us they were vulnerable, but actually were behaving as if they were. And so we could use that to create a flag which says we probably should treat this person in a different way. We then managed to repeat that project using transactional data, um, where, for example, we found that people, their expenditure on healthcare, for example, and on pharmacy products would go up, or potentially their gambling spend would go up, and we could build models there. Then probably the most fun one was actually looking at online chat, and pulling out themes. So where people started saying things that you went, oh, that's definitely someone we need to take care of. So quite often you'd get people who said, well, you know, my brother recently died and i need to do something or i'm not well or i've just lost my job all of these things make you think hang on a minute this person is potentially vulnerable and needs to be treated in a different way the fun thing is the the text analytics was very good at picking out those elements and actually bringing it surfacing the fact that this individual is talking about things that may potentially mean they are vulnerable. So we were able to basically operationalize by using existing transactional behavioral and chat or voice data, and then using it to prompt people to prompt the, the people in the bank, for example, to pay more attention to this individual to actually act with greater care, not to do some sort of scoring model or anything, but but to just be more human with these people.
1: I really love your example. And the fact how was blogging, fed blogging, so I've never thought that this might uh, be a signal. And combining this, of course, with the transactional analytics and text analytics, how powerful this can be. At the end of the day, I guess for all of the business to be key to know what's the RI of uh, really treating better the vulnerable customers. Can you share here more about what would be the impact on the business?
0: That's a really good question, and maybe I should have touched on that earlier. Why, why, are we, why are we doing this? And I think there's a number of reasons that we are seeing around the world greater regulation that says we must treat everybody fairly and vulnerable customers are people who are not being treated fairly. So quite often talking to organizations, it's actually about complying with the law. The second thing is actually, and perhaps more powerfully, is the reason that that people are doing this is reputational risk. Um, you only have to treat a vulnerable customer badly. And it's the kind of thing that then goes viral on Twitter and things like that, going, look, somebody treated my disabled mother really badly. And before you know it, you have a storm. Well, rather than just reacting to the storm, organisations are going, come on, we shouldn't be treating people badly. We, we've got a reputational risk uh, that we go in this. And then the final piece is actually that um, great loyalty from vulnerable customers. If you can deal with a vulnerable customer and treat them appropriately, you've beaten your competitors, who are very likely won't, and effectively you get reduced churn. So there are different sorts of measures that can be applied. The immediate ROI of you will get more business doesn't really seem to apply at this point. It is very much the, the Regulation and reputation that are driving it with the added bonus of reduced churn. Tell you one other story, if if I may, Monshall. We have one client actually where we're doing this work. We were looking at the the voice of the customer, we were looking at the text, and we were using the customer satisfaction survey, which basically was, in this case, people were asked to give a score to the organization between one and five. They averaged 4.1, so not all bad as a satisfaction piece. We then ran the vulnerable customer text analytics and we were able to pull out the subset of people who had capability, equality, health, events, um, life events, type issues and we we grouped those as the vulnerable customers we said these are people who are giving off those signals and then we could go back to the data to um, have a look now at their satisfaction score and to the horror of the organization instead of it being 4.1 it was 3.1 the people with them who were saying they were vulnerable were getting a much worse service than everybody else and the great news is they they took a lot of action on that and we've now got a rising score for vulnerable customers and we face an, an interesting challenge because we now get lots of feedback and again the text analytics are doing this where people are vulnerable and they say the person on the end of the phone was lovely your communication was great but and the but is you haven't actually solved my problem. And so the customer experience team have solved the easy part of the problem, the interaction and, you know, the web processes, the call centre processes. And now they're really getting to the heart of the problem when the customer says, but you haven't solved my problem. You know, you haven't made it better. But you've been really nice and you've done a great great job um, and I think that's going to be really interesting as they start to get into that so I, I like that project very much because it's a sort of an evolution from being completely unaware through to becoming aware through to making changes and now getting right to the heart of the issue and what will actually make a difference to, to vulnerable customers
1: yeah i guess there are many ways you can get this wrong and you imagine not that they did something wrong but they covered only the service itself but not focusing on exactly solving the problem or even why not having a special products for such kind of customers not sure if this might be a good idea but overall what are the biggest challenges to succeed when you want when you create such a strategy to address vulnerable customers what's ahead of you as challenges
0: I think the hardest one, honestly, is getting alignment between what you're doing for vulnerable customers and the rest of the organization. If you're trying to push water uphill, it's really, really difficult. Um, And I think spending time to understand the requirements of vulnerable customers, the requirements of the organization, uh, and the journey they're going on to improve their CX and bringing the two together, getting this alignment I think, is the, the hardest part. And, and you know, you sort of touched on it in some of your earlier questions about sort of the commercial impact, being really clear from both the, the vulnerable customer, people who are doing the vulnerable customer work and people who are doing the CX work, bringing this all together and getting alignment. And I think that's really, really the important thing. And, and unfortunately, of course, you know, by digging into the vulnerable customers at times, you are highlighting issues that people would, would wish they would, Go away, and that they, they weren't there. Um, so I think, I think to me, getting the alignment has been my my sort of learning. Otherwise, I was just charging in and going, "Hey, we can make things better for vulnerable customers," ending up crashing and burning, rather than successfully helping a CX team to change direction slightly, change what they're doing, expand their thinking um, to cover some of these different impacts that, that it could possibly possibly have. So. So my advice to, to anybody who's going down this route would be to make sure you get alignment.
1: Great advice, thanks for sharing. Can you share success stories with customers? You touched upon several, but it really great to also, like starting from the beginning to the end, what they managed to achieve and uh, how this impacted uh, like the, tricky elements that we mentioned, like like complying to the wall, probably not much to say, but their reputational risk, uh, as well as the loyalty of um, vulnerable customers.
0: I can think of an organization and at the starting point, you know, it was really about collecting existing data, data they had lying around and just turning the lights on. And this notion of turning the lights on to explain really clearly what the customers were saying were issues and specifically then what the vulnerable customers were. So many things that they'd done in the past were surveys where they had written the questions um, from their perspective, uh, the perspective of the organization rather than the perspective of the customer. So they would do surveys and you know, go, hey, were you well treated? Was the person polite? Uh, and things like that. When you did the text analytics, it basically said the biggest problem was, yes, they were lovely, but it took a whole load of time for me to get to them. And by the way, I'm a working single parent. I'm a retired person. I can't afford my phone call and all of these things. And so they'd been asking the wrong questions and not really understanding. And so I think when those lights came on, that's a really big moment in a client's development of their understanding of, what their vulnerable customers really want versus what they think they want uh, and in the questions in the survey. Doing that has really galvanized this organization and they have started putting the voice of the vulnerable customer into all of their, they've got a whole digital transformation program, but making sure that that voice is in the transformation program. So as they roll out new capabilities and new tools, the vulnerable customer is absolutely in the thinking as they actually do it. And I think for them, this will make a big difference in the in the longer term. It will enable them to actually capture that loyalty piece that I talked about, but also make sure that they comply with legislation that's probably not here in their sector, but also protect their brand, protect themselves from that from that storm. So it really came from just a little spark of insight at the beginning uh, and then built out and has been baked into all of their main transformation
1: work streams. Thanks for sharing, Mathieu. Great to hear that already in practice. And of course, as we mentioned, it's a long-term game. So probably there might be even more benefits coming uh, in the future for organizations which adopted early enough this holistic approach, including vulnerable customers.
0: Forgive me for interrupting, but, but I think it will also actually open up opportunities for them when they realize the size of that group, it will open up opportunities to create new products.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I thought the same. <laughs> yeah, that uh, they might create a more suitable products for this target segment and both bring loyalty as well as generate uh, additional revenue at the end of the day. As we're approaching the end of the conversation, I want to ask you one last question. Uh, if we can provide only one advice, I know that this is hard, but try to, <laughs> to the CX leaders, our listeners, how to achieve bigger impact, what it would be
0: from a a vulnerable customer perspective, how to make a bigger impact. Do you know what? I I think just turning the lights on, get the simplest of analyses, um, go through the existing feedback that you have. If necessary, use a totally basic word search and go and find everybody who has talked about bereavement or power of attorney or somebody who's recently died and see what that feedback actually says. See what it actually says about your organization and the experience these people have. And that is just one strand of the vulnerable customer world. But it will absolutely open your eyes to what goes on at an important moment in a consumer's life. When something has happened, how was it really for these people when they are at their most vulnerable? Did we try and sell them another product and get them to buy something they, they didn't need? Or were they treated in the way that you would like to be treated in, in those circumstances? So turn a light on with the most basic data and analytics um, and then be prepared to accelerate after you've, after you've read that feedback.
1: So get the simple analysis, turn the lights on and start exploring the vulnerable customer universe, which might turn to be much bigger than you have expected. Thanks for a fascinating conversation, uh, Matthew. It was really all my pleasure to have you today at the podcast.
0: It was lovely to be here. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, thank you for inviting me. I really enjoyed it.
1: Thanks a lot. You can find Matthew's contact details in the podcast uh, comments below. If you want to continue the conversation about anything you heard today or to learn how can GEMSEEK help you speed up your customer experience success, write us on the CX Impact at GEMSEEK.com.